Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. This is episode one of the Hoops and Cards podcast, a basketball card experience. I'm Gary Underwood, and I can't wait to start this journey with you. Let's go. That's right. Guys, I'm so pumped. First episode dropping right now. Hoops and cards. I've been, boy, a basketball fan my whole life, listening to basketball card or sports card podcasts for probably a year and a half. And this whole possibility of, man, the sport I love, the hobby that we love, and the chance to talk about it on a regular basis. I'm just, yeah. Boy, lining up guests for a podcast and uh, all that's going on with the basketball hobby, the, the, the NBA, the all-star break coming up, the dunk contest, Anthony Simons, really? Man, all the things. Luca, Jokic, the Joker, LaMelo going off two nights in a row. John Collins, man, will, they, will he ever uh, find a role to continue to produce Devin Booker with 43 the other night. Guys, there's so much going on. And I I thought I would just spend the first episode, uh, whether you're jumping in with us as we start or you've went through and listened to as many sports card podcasts and we just happen to be the next one. Uh, My story goes like this. Uh, My name is Gary. Grew up here in Northeast Ohio. I'm cursed with being a Browns fan, an Indians fan, and a Cavaliers fan. I say cursed because uh, it's it's not easy, all that losing. But uh, I remember in, in like, this is going to date me a little bit, in 1981, started collecting Topps baseball cards. And uh, I, I remember getting Mike Hargrove and Rick Manning and Len Barker and just really just fascinated with these little pieces of cardboard, these cardboard chronicles, right, of a guy's career in Major League Baseball. And then uh, as I grew and got an allowance, I started to buy more cards and find places like the Hartville Flea Market where there were always like 8 or 10 or 15 uh, vendors, dealers, baseball cards, sellers, traders, and just all kinds of people hanging out and talking. And I remember going after a Tony Gwynn rookie and a Wade Boggs rookie and then trading two of those cards away, 83 tops Gwynn and Boggs, to get a plastic poster where I could fit 30 cards in and hang them on my wall. I, I wasn't thinking investing. I wasn't concerned about mint condition. I just wanted to see all these cards on my wall. Guess what set of cards I put in that poster? I see some point between uh, third grade and sixth grade, uh, just as a as a as a boy who loves sports, I I fell out of love with baseball. Maybe it's because I was terrible at it. Um, except when I played catcher, that's when maybe I wasn't so bad. But it's the point is I I fell in love with this other game, uh, basketball. I fell in love with watching uh, James Worthy, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Dr. J, Moses Malone, Nate Archibald, Robert Parrish. Like I, I, I fell in love with basketball. And when I remember going to a, a sports card show in 1986, guess where this is going? They had released 
1986-87 Fleer basketball set. And I remember as if it was yesterday seeing a, a guy with a stand in a room full of baseball card dealers. This guy had one table and he had literally like 50 complete sets of 86-87 Fleer basketball. I'm not making this up. He had complete sets, 50 of them, for $6 each. I'm like, on one hand, good luck making money here, guy. This is a baseball card show. What are you doing? <laughs> on the other hand, I thought, you know what? I love basketball so much. I'm just going to splurge and spend the $6 on this Fleer set. And I'm going to have fun. There's stickers in the set, so I'm going to post the stickers you know, on some of my one, – one on my locker at school, one on my notebook – um, for math class, like I'm going to, I'm going to put the Jordan sticker on my basketball workout folder that I was doing for seventh grade basketball. <laughs> like I, I got that set you guys. And, uh, I'm almost, I, I, do you have a story like this where you didn't realize these things are going to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in the future and, and basketball cards would eventually, you know, I thought they were going to make a, a comeback in 1989 with the uh, hoops right? NBA hoops and the big David Robinson rookie. And there was this great new set. And I was all excited to get my Rod Strickland rookies and uh, follow the Cavs because they were actually good. So Mark Price and Craig Elo and Brad Doherty. And then 91, man, Skybox. Hello. 90-91, the David Robinson Skybox with that gold border. Woo! Sean Kemp. Gary Payton with that draft hat on. I was all in for basketball cards. It didn't matter if they weren't making money. I wanted to get Carl Malone. I wanted Sir Charles. I was following the NBA and playing junior high basketball and freshman basketball. And so I followed that game and I thought, this should be for fun. And then this thing happened. A lot of you have this story, part of your story, right? Where you were into cards at one point as a kid. And then, then, gosh, somewhere in your teenage years, girls, <laughs> dates, uh, priorities, job. Like I, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to sell all these cards. I remember selling a Daryl Strawberry rookie, 84 Donruss, so I could take a girl to homecoming. Like that's an easy, that's an easy decision, you know? Uh, get out of cards, get some money, like grow up, okay? <laughs> and uh, I just, I just, that was my exit from baseball, sports cards in the 80s and 90s. And I stayed an NBA fan. Here's the deal. Uh, there's this this other thing that, that burst on the scene early 90s, fantasy basketball. And I lived in a dorm uh, in college where lots of guys were NBA fans. We'd, we'd stay up late watching Jordan, watching Kobe, watching just Shaquille O'Neal burst on the scene. We're watching basketball. So we decided we're going to do a fantasy basketball league. And we did a fantasy basketball league, I want to say, for like 15 years. Now, guys, I was not in college for 15 years. Ha, ha, ha. No, but we made that like our annual reunion. There were 12, 13 of us, Jones, Wiley, Pacheco, Feather, Knavel, Wright, Shoup, Burns, Summers, Auckman, like all of us guys. I could probably name a few others. Some guys are going to buzz me now and say, why didn't you mention me? I'm... Clinton Blackford or something like you guys we did this fantasy basketball league and um I have I have three trophies I I don't I don't mean to rub this in but I have, I have three trophies on the shelf over there I'm gonna I'm gonna grab one of these because I remember my senior year of college you know some people were talking about their job that they landed others uh they 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 put a ring on it they were getting married I have 
uh, a trophy that's that's three inches tall that says um, 1997-98 FBL champion, the Village Idiots, Gary Underwood. Boom. Yeah, I believe I can fly. Like I was, I was all in. Uh, fantasy basketball was like my outlet. It was fun. Uh, kept me in touch with the game I loved. I loved playing basketball. So my championship team, like my lineup at one point, you guys, I had, I had Michael Jordan. I had Gary Payton. Sean Kemp, Glenn Rice, Rod Strickland, Vin Baker, Charles Barkley, and Hakeem. So, of course, I won. You're like, well, who, who was in the league with this guy to let him get all these? Well, you know, I just accumulate, trade, sign free agents, package them together, pull over, you know, trade for guys when they're low, sign Vin Baker. All of a sudden, he's a double-double machine. You know, Glenn Rice. We, we had three-point percentage as a category. So, so, Glenn Rice was all that. So, all that to say, the love for the NBA from the very beginning is a common thread in my life and a lot of yours. And that's, that's why this is a, a hoops podcast primarily about action that's going on in the NBA. I was there at Richfield Coliseum in, in like 1989 or 90 or whatever it was when Michael Jordan hit the shot. I was in the, in the crowd. I remember leaving like how quiet those 20,000 fans were. And my heart being ripped out by his airness. I have always loved the game. Always loved the draft. Always wondered about maybe one day basketball cards would be worth something. But whether they were or whether they weren't, I still would buy some. I still have, you know, my, my, my year of winning the fantasy basketball trophies. I bought cards of those guys. So I got Vin Baker's rookie. I, I've got some... You know, I've got some Tom Gugliatas for all of you who, all seven of you who remember Tom Gugliata, Wally Zerbiak. All right. So part of my story is life as a basketball fan. I've been a season ticket holder for the Cavaliers for several years. Just love the game, love playing basketball, love watching it and uh, following it. I, I, I think there was this reality that that at some point, you know, eventually... Maybe this happened to you. Eventually, that, that love for the game, that, that, that joy of basketball would, would bring me back around to, to hoops and cards. So that's my story about, about life as a basketball fan. In a moment, I want to tell you how I came back around. Like some of you guys, some of you girls, ladies coming back around to the idea of sports cards, to the hobby, or maybe to a business, a side hustle, or investing that you're doing in cards. Part of my story involves many years later coming back around. I can't wait to share more of that and hear your story as well. So I came back around, you know, the joy of buying and selling or investing in cards as a kid. It, it got to me when I started having, and we, we have three kids now uh, here, and I love them very, very much. And as they grow, I, I tend to reflect on, boy, what life was like when I was six or when I was 10. And uh, all of our kids have played sports. That's been a blast to watch them. And, and maybe it shouldn't surprise you that I've made my own um, 
versions of their sport cards. So I've got rated rookie of my three kids in uh, with the optic logo. Please don't tell Panini. I just did it. You know, not trying to make any money, just trying to make posters. But um, but yeah, I got back into cards in in 2014, uh, 2013, 2014. My son uh, was interested in them, and so just living in Central Ohio, we we had a friend, a guy we knew from church, who has a sports card shop right in downtown. It's Delaware, Ohio. It's Keith Newhart of Newhart Cards. Shout out Keith at Newhart Cards on Instagram. You guys, they're always buying, and they'll tell you about it all the time with their deals that uh, that they find. People dropping in the store, just just people hanging out. Sometimes it's for the latest releases. You know, he had that calendar of all the latest Inception, Prism, Pinnacle, like all these incredible words. I, I walk back in and just, just to see what's up with cards, right? Uh, you know, more than 20 years after selling out to just buy you know, tickets to prom, I come back into the world of autos, patches, refractors, SSPs, parallels, prisms, one of ones, like, I'm like, it's a whole new world. And yet still the thrill of opening packs. Of course, now you say rip and wax. The excitement of a new release or the rookie card you hold in your hand. And and here we are, it's 2014. And he's got a shelf full of every sport basketball, football, baseball, hockey. He's got autographed jerseys and hockey sticks and baseball bats. And I'm like, I've just gone to sports heaven right now. And then it's it's the beginning of football season. And I'm like, I'm going to try these, these, these Topps Inception cards. And they were the thickest, most like dynamic looking cards I think I'd ever seen. And then he says, well, look at National Treasures. <laughs> and look at all the new all the versions, and I happen to be a Browns fan, and it was all the Johnnies, all the Johnny Manziels. But I just want to say, those guys, Keith, Brian, the conversations we had, I I didn't hang around that much. I'd stop in for maybe a half hour or an hour. I'd hang around when I knew there'd be somebody open a box, and let's just have that party, right? But I enjoyed talking with those guys. I learned a ton about the business, about the hobby, about the 20 years or so that I missed. Uh, Keith, you were just, you didn't realize this. You were giving me lessons on sports card economics. And Brian, you were giving me lessons on eBay and, and how a new release comes out. You want to rip it as soon as you can and list as many of those cards online because there's that that FOMO when something new comes out that drives the hobby. I'm like a excitable personality already. FOMO is a problem, okay? But but you guys taught me about eBay and how easy it is to buy any card you want from anywhere in the world or to sell any card you want to anyone in the world. How you can just take a picture on your phone of a card you just bought and someone can buy it within minutes and you're paid. PayPal. So much New products, new excitement, new players. Holy cow, LeBron James. I'm a, I'm a kid from Akron. So to see all the LeBron cards, and I'm like, oh, that's too expensive. Look, that LeBron is 50 bucks, right? I'm just trying to get back in the hobby. I'm not trying to get a new job here. I love what I do. I just, I just was curious about cards again. Should have bought in, right? Should have bought some of that 2012 Prism Basketball. 
should have bought more LeBrons. And obviously, if you had a DeLorean, you would stockpile all the Kobe's, all the Giannis's. Is the plural of Giannis Giannis's or is it Yanni? Anyway, I would, you know, I as a Cavs fan, I should have just gone all in LeBron tops rookies. I didn't. But I came around. Here, here I am. One moment was returning to the card store. Another moment was about a year and three months ago. I started to hear more about new releases. I started to hear about uh, cards and, and card shops. And I, I thought, man, I, I wonder what's going on with, with basketball cards. So I started to buy some. This is like December of 2019. Started to buy some Prism Got some LeBron James cards, LeBron Silvers. I, I started to look and, and just follow as a Cavalier fan, as an NBA fan, as really a LeBron fan. All the new players in the NBA. So Luca, Trey Young, John Morant, Zion. There was an excitement, a buzz, an energy that you guys know, man. 12 months ago, 13 months ago, everything was exploding. And I said, well, I like basketball. Like, I know y'all are crazy about Zion and Ja, but I'm noticing Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'm watching Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm wondering why nobody is buying Donovan Mitchell and Nikola Jokic because I'm because I actually check box scores and I have that fantasy basketball brain that I can't just turn off and search eBay for what's hot. I have to look at I have to look at why why is Joel Embiid outproducing everybody and yet nobody wants his card? Like I'm doing right now with Julius Randle. The basketball fan in me says, I know where all the stats are, and I know, I know how to, again, none of us are flawless at this, but you just know that, that if you buy the card just for the card, well, you might wind up with a, a guy who's not playing in the league two years from now. If you are focused on the guys who are actually producing on the court, maybe you can find someone whose card is about to take off, or once everybody discovers... Cleveland's best kept secret, Colin Sexton. Like once they discover him, right? Those cards are going to take off. So I I came back around a year and two months ago, or a year and three months ago, started buying, and then all of a sudden everything started going up. Everything was going up. Like I'd buy a LeBron James. I have, I have I don't know how many Prism LeBron cards I bought for a dollar that I sold for twenty five or thirty dollars. Or, or Luca cards, or National Treasures autos, or like everybody was chasing Zion and Ja, and I'm like, I got to get some Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> like, right? But then everything went crazy. Basketball, football, baseball, Donruss, Optic, NBA Hoops, Prism, everything took off. And so guys, the last 12 months, 13 months have just been a roller coaster, right? We've We've come into a place now where um, boy, it kind of feels like everything is going up, even still. When it dips, you know it's going to go back up. Through a pandemic, through all sorts of changes in our country, through the economy challenges, through an election year, through, <laughs> through, through I don't know how many things, like shortened seasons and quarantine teams and blah, blah, blah. We're, we're at the peak, man, of big names investing in the hobby. And big headlines in Wall Street Journal and CNN and USA Today and Gary V. Like this is a time. Maybe I'm, I'm crossing paths now with your story. To be in a place where we're at in 2021, after the, the banner year we've had, 
most people are saying, and, and wouldn't you agree? There's nothing like what we're about to enter. We're more connected than ever with Discord, with places like Sports Card Investor and Starstock and ComC. Like we are so connected and we listen to the podcasts. We listen to thousands of different options on updates, on on cards, on new releases, on interviews with everybody from Panini to Beckett to Topps. There's so many new ways to connect with people. Card shows are maybe you're social distancing and wearing masks. Maybe you're not, but they're happening. They're happening on live. They're happening where people just sit. I could sit and watch breaks of the ugly hoops cards just to see uh, what someone might get. I had the privilege too of like like a year ago, uh, my son and I, we unboxed or we opened one blaster that I was lucky enough to get at Target, one blaster of, of optic basketball. And my son is luckier than me. He pulled a Zion and it was a big moment. And of course we were videoing as it happened. So maybe I'll link, link to show you that video at some point. But man, it's been great to see the hobby take off trading, flipping, investing, all the new platforms, all the new ways of doing this, all the the great opportunities to connect, all the payment methods and things that are bringing an attraction to the NBA, whether it's the last dance. Guys, even the tragedies, losing Kobe has reminded us that that life is short and that uh, the joy and the heroes and the memories that we make when it comes to sports and not just sports, but, but in sharing that with other people. Um, some of you have made a ridiculous sum of money in the last 12 months, buying and selling or buying and holding or buying things like Top Shot or producing content that others can subscribe to and, and get more out of. So we're in a place whether, whatever your story is, are you a fan of basketball? Boy, that hoops and cards could be the place where we talk about the game. And maybe you know something. Uh, a player like Malik Monk is heating up and nobody's talking about how cheap his Donruss cards are on Starstock Bees. Or you're going through a guy's dollar box and CJ McCollum's jump out at you and say, buy me, buy me, buy me. Like there's just so many good opportunities for fans of the game in basketball cards. Or maybe you're an investor and you're like, I don't want to mess around. I just want goats. I just want LeBron. I just want Jordan. I just want Kobe. I get that. Perhaps you're jumping in. You're saying, I like to collect. I follow the Cavaliers. I've got more Kevin Porter Jr. cards (laughs) that I'm not sure what to do with, right? Because he was a Cavaliers prospect and now he's lighting up the G League. But you collect, you display it. Do Do you have... Uh, places where you send in, boy, the last year and a half with grading. We're going to talk about PSA and the challenges and how that's changing the market yet again, right? I'm excited to tell our stories and, and even over these next few weeks to interview people like Sam from Sam Dunks on the Slab Stocks podcast and Andrew from Lucas Tigers, Lucas, Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My, like leaders in content creating when it comes to basketball cards. So I'm thrilled to just go after some of these big names and say, hey, teach us, right? What do you see coming? What have you learned over the last few years? Some of you guys are brand new. You're just coming back or maybe you're on the fence. Come back. Let's go. Basketball cards, hoops and cards. You can do this. It's not something that you rush into. You will learn a lot of things like trial and error, 
But you can also learn from resources like this and so many others that we want to feature on this show. So thank you for tuning in. If there's a specific uh, comment or question or issue or interview that you would like us to pursue, email me, please, at hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow along on Instagram, at hoopsandcards. Would love for you to check out, subscribe, like, do all that stuff. But wherever you do it, stay invested, stay connected in this hobby where we collect, invest, and collect the NBA. I'm Gary Underwood. It's been great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. This first episode, really, my story, a basketball fan who came back around to basketball cards, and your story. Where are you at? You collecting? Are you investing? Are you chasing? Do you have favorites? Are you jumping in to make money? That's fine. Are you jumping in to have fun? That's even better. You can do both. So here we go. Hoops and cards. We'll see you on our next episode.